Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism, break it down to its most important points, and do my best to explain how we can use this in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is What You Are Capable Of. Seneca said, I judge you unfortunate because you have never lived through misfortune. You have passed through life without an opponent. No one can ever know what you are capable of, not even you. Have you ever thought about how much energy and effort we as humans spend seeking comfort and avoiding challenging things? So many things that we spend money and time on in our lives revolve around making things easier for ourselves and more comfortable. Part of human evolution has been to seek comfort, and we try to make things easier for ourselves all the time. But in doing so, are we robbing ourselves of a chance to grow? In search of convenience, do we end up weakening ourselves? If you've ever seen the movie WALL-E, you may remember that one of the main points of the storyline is how, in our search for comfort, humanity has become lazy and unable to care for itself without the help of technology. The humans in the movie are extremely obese, they are unable to walk, or really do much of anything for themselves. They lay on powered lounge chairs, eat junk food all day, and do nothing but amuse and entertain themselves. Every physical need is taken care of by robots. And in their ultimate search for comfort, they've allowed themselves to atrophy and become, well, basically grown-up children. Now, on the flip side of this, if you've ever been to a Spartan race, you would have seen people purposely putting themselves into difficult situations. They seek out challenges, they push themselves to see how much they can take, And whether that's trudging through mud pits or scaling rock walls or crawling under barbed wire fences, it's all in an effort to test themselves to see what they're capable of. It's pretty intense, and for me, it's pretty inspiring. So why is doing the thing that we know is good for us so difficult? I think it comes down to just the simple understanding that how we approach most things in life, we do them either to avoid discomfort and to seek pleasure. And if you examine almost everything you do in life, you'll find that most things, if not all of them, fall into these two categories. And we stay stuck in habits because we're unwilling to let go of pleasure or deal with discomfort. So how do we change this? How do we get to a place where we are willing to forego pleasure and bear discomfort? 
Now, I know I've talked about this before, but this for me was just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, so I figure it's a good topic to revisit. And I think really what it comes down to is that we just need to change our perspective on what we consider to be pain or pleasure. And a big key to this is changing our time frame. So when we think of things short-term versus long-term, we can think more clearly about what real pleasure is and what discomfort is. Oftentimes, what we think of as pleasure in the short run actually is just hiding from discomfort. And when we want pleasure in the long run, we need to embrace discomfort. And the thing is, is what we consider uncomfortable and what we consider pleasurable is often very subjective depending on who you talk to. I mean, we're the ones who decide whether it is a pleasure or a discomfort. And what may be uncomfortable for some, others may look forward to. And what some think might be very pleasurable can be completely annoying for someone else. For example, some people consider lifting weights to be painful and uncomfortable and do their best to avoid ever going to the gym, while others consider it to be extremely pleasurable and invest significant time and money into hanging out at the gym and lifting weights. And in my opinion, lifting weights is uncomfortable, and at times it can be painful. And at the same time, it also feels really good to work my muscles and to build my strength. And when we think about it in the long term, the research has shown that lifting weights is good for us because of the long-term health benefits, such as stronger muscles, which help your body withstand injury, increase bone density, plus having the strength to do other activities you want to do in your life. When we think about this short-term versus long-term, then we can see that short-term discomfort leads to long-term pleasure. So really, what it comes down to is which perspective you want to choose and which perspective you want to act upon. Years ago, I was talking to a close friend who was celebrating being sober for about 12 years. He said he had been an alcoholic and it had caused a lot of issues in his marriage. At one point, his wife told him that he had to get his drinking under control or she was leaving. And while he really didn't think that his drinking was a problem, he started attending AA meetings to appease her. Over the next few months, as he heard more and more stories from the other members, he noticed how so many of them told stories that were very close to his own experience. And he started to see how his actions had been causing a lot of pain to himself and those that he loved. And it took a lot of effort, but he was able to stop drinking. And he did this because he changed his perspective. He decided that the pain he was covering up with alcohol was also something that he just needed to face head on. And in doing this, he gave up the short-term pleasure, he gave up avoiding the discomfort, and traded it in for the long-term pleasure of having more control in his life and improving his marriage. So when we're facing challenges, what steps can we take in order to be more effective at making better choices? I think, first off, you need to have a clear definition of what your pleasure is. Is having a strong body or a particular physical skill your definition of pleasure? Is having a good relationship with your partner or your children your pleasure? Whatever it is, then approach each of these challenges that you have as a way to flex your muscles and to improve your skill in that area. Look at that challenge as the pleasure. And imagine what it would feel like if you were a master of it. How much pleasure would that give you? Learning to flip your idea of what pleasure and pain is is a very, very important skill 
And it, what it really comes down to is just your perspective. And if you can decide that facing uncomfortable things and overcoming those challenges is something that gives you pleasure, then when those things come your way, you won't run away from them, but you'll turn and face them head on, and you'll know what you're capable of. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourselves, be good to others, and thanks for listening.